Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 195, Our Inner Judge. All right, I'm judging myself right now (laughs) that I sound so nasally. Can you hear it? Oh my gosh, I was sick for a month, and then I thought it went away, and it sounds like it's coming back. So anyway, I apologize. I'm judging myself to sound very nasally. So anyway, let's talk about judging. Um, Each day, I take out the New Testament I look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I spend a couple of minutes, just a couple of minutes, reading uh, a part of the Gospel. And I just start with the beginning of Matthew, and I go through the end. And then I cycle back, and I start with Matthew again, and I go through the end, and I get through all four Gospels. Um, And so I happen to be on Luke now. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 37... I came across this again (laughs) for I don't know how many times now in the last 32 years, but here's what he says. Actually, here's what Jesus says. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And when I reread that, I immediately thought of the people in my life who judge people. (laughs) I was judging them, right? When actually, that was a reflection on me again. Okay, stop looking at what other people are doing wrong. Oh yeah, they judge all the time. And look back, do I judge? So why do we judge? Well, judging others helps us feel superior. It's a way of covering up our own feelings of inadequacy or insecurity or just feeling unlovable or unimportant. When we judge others, it gives us a sense of control, and even if that control is only in our thoughts. But when we judge others, it says more about us than about those we judge. We're unconsciously judging ourselves and projecting that judgment onto others. So, like I said at the beginning, when I read that you know, gospel verse, I immediately thought of all the people who need to stop judging. And actually, I need to stop judging. Judgment looks like this. She's so unkind. Are you unkind? He only thinks about himself. Do you often just think about yourself? That outfit looks ridiculous on her. Do you worry about how you look? Judging others increases our fears of being judged because when we do something we're certain other people are doing it and if i could give you one reason not to judge that would be the most freeing reason not to judge so that you don't worry about other people judging you being less judgmental of others really does improve our relationships with the world at large with friends with family and strangers And through that, it increases our own emotional well-being 
and feelings of safety. When we're not judging others, we're not worried about them judging us. So let's look at some places where we usually judge the most. First, we're really good at judging ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not capable enough. Look at all these other great moms sharing on social media, and I certainly can't measure up to that. And oftentimes we don't forgive ourselves for our mistakes or failures. We let them define us. Hey, be kind to yourself. See where you can grow without judging yourself as bad or as incompetent. Ask yourself, would Jesus judge me this way? Would he be this harsh with me? The second most common focus of judgment is our spouse. Do you hyper-focus on the socks on the floor? Do you judge him to be disinterested in you, not really love you, because he just doesn't know what you need? Hey, you have to tell him. It's okay to tell him. It doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. We also judge him as impatient or detached with us and the kids without being curious or empathetic about why. Why is he acting like this? Is there job stress? Did he not have a good role model as a father? Is there something else going on here? Look to see where your husband shows his love. If you haven't already, check out my podcast, episode number 175 on the dangers of love languages. I love love languages. I think they're a great way to connect with our spouse. But rather than focusing on he doesn't, consider this thought. I can encourage him to help out more around the house. I can encourage him to connect more with me and the kids. Or I can encourage him to find ways to take care of himself whether it's through exercise or prayer time. And I can be more conscious of the ways he does show me he loves me and he does serve our family. You know how you feel when people judge you. How do you think your husband feels? He's not oblivious. He's not dense. But he may not let on how he feels when you silently or loudly judge him. As we're entering this holiday season, there are going to be lots of opportunities where we will either judge or choose not to judge others and the decisions they're making. Whether it's in the grocery store with someone cutting in front of us, or in family gatherings, or gifts that people give or don't give. Okay, so do you judge your parents or your in-laws, or do you judge your own adult children or their spouses? Do you believe they have ulterior motives? Do you assign meaning to their actions or words without just practicing simplicity? My mother-in-law wants us at her house at 3 p.m. Oh, she's so controlling. She may just want you to be at her house at 3 p.m., but it doesn't mean she's controlling. You have the freedom to say, hey, that's not going to work for us. Sorry. We can't be there then, but we love you and hope you have a great time. And if you're a mother or mother-in-law, I'm really speaking to you now. As a mother and mother-in-law, please don't make decisions and expect everyone to accommodate your wishes. 
And if they don't accommodate your wishes, don't judge them. Your adult children have a right to have the holidays the way they want with their own spouse and children. Yes, you can be sad if my children choose not to come on holidays, and they have. I am sad. I miss that. I miss them. I miss the warmth and connection of the children that I raised, that I put my blood, sweat, and tears into raising for whatever it is, 39 years. But they have a right to choose what they want as adults for their family. Don't make it mean more than we just have different ways to celebrate or we just prefer to have a quiet celebration this year. How can you work together so you're both happy rather than judging each other and getting angry, sad, or hurt? You've probably heard me talk about this before, but I got ahead of the game before my kids started getting married. Michael and I decided that we would have our big family celebration on a different day other than Christmas. I didn't want my children or their spouses to have to spend a holiday in the car going from place to place, from relative to relative. And I also wanted them to really begin establishing their own you know, rituals and traditions for their children. And so we decided we would celebrate Christmas as a big family on Feast of the Holy Family, the Sunday after Christmas. That way everyone can come, everyone is calm, everyone is peaceful, and we have a great time. And on Christmas Day, I'm actually really enjoying the day because I'm not cooking for 30 people. I'm able to really celebrate the Holy Day. It's a win-win for everyone. So consider that option. Just because your kids don't come on Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, doesn't mean they don't love you. Figure out a different way, a different time or day that you can celebrate together. Let your adult children, let your in-laws or your own parents be who they are. You can't change them anyway, so notice the good and let go of the challenges. Not necessarily for their sake, but for yours. You will be happier. I was speaking to a lovely client of mine, and she asked, do you really not judge people? And I told her that I wished I could say no, but I can also honestly say far less and rarely than I used to because I have been working on it. It's like any habit. You have to become aware of it. You have to make the decision to stop it, not try to stop it, but decide to stop it. And then every time you find yourself judging, here's the first thing I do. I say to myself, it's none of my business. That's none of my business. And that sort of cuts the um, brain churning over and over and over again about the judgment I'm making. It just stops it. Then practice curiosity. Hmm, I wonder what she's dealing with. I wonder if she's feeling second best. I wonder why it doesn't bother him like it bothers me when he leaves dirty dishes on the counter. Be curious. Then practice empathy. Well, when I'm a mother-in-law, 
I can probably understand why I would love to have my children here at Christmas. Or, I know my husband. He's thoughtful in so many other ways. He just doesn't think to care about the dishes on the counter. Or, I can be kind even if she's not feeling kind at the moment. And then compassion. I'm not going to make that mean anything about me, my worth, or what I think they think. I'll love them and communicate clearly to them what my husband and I want to do with our little family at Christmas, and I'll pray that they understand. And if they don't, I'll understand their disappointment and not make it mean anything more then they're disappointed. So look to see the good in others rather than what annoys you or disappoints you. That will be the first step in not judging others. I'm going to go back to Luke now, verse 41. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye. You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. Worry about yourself, but don't judge yourself. Seek to become more like Christ. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.